crazy to believe that we've reached episode four on the Where Do We Start podcast. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but it feels like just yesterday we were recording our very first episode and getting it out there. And I don't know about you, Maddie, but it definitely seems like it's going by fast. And if that's the case, we'll be on the route to episode 50 and 100 pretty soon, I think. <laughs> I think so. Um, it's definitely been a lot of fun recording them and coming up with different ideas and talking points and even editing them, I think is pretty fun too. Definitely is a lot of fun, especially recording. A few episodes we looked back, well, sorry, the last episode we looked back on Memory Lane and that was a lot of fun. Always looking back on funny stories. It was dating horror stories. You can always go back to listen to that in case you missed it. This week, it's a little different. We're going with a more of a different theme. Uh, before we get into that though, we got to get down to our starting lineup. So Maddie, why don't you do the honors and start us off with that? So number one, um, it's a product that I got from Sephora. It's the Isle of Paradise Tanning Drops. I'm really into like fake tanning. I'm really pale, if you know me. And <laughs> I've never tried this one out before, but I've heard really good things. So I just decided to go for it. I also, from Sephora, got the Brazilian Bum Bum Cream. It's really moisturizing. We live in Alberta and it is so dry here. So it's really good to have a, a nice cream. The next thing, I've been drinking so much lemon ice water. I just think it's really like, it tastes really good. Um, I've been drinking a lot more water since I put lemon in it as well, which is good. You should always be drinking lots of water, staying hydrated. Fourth thing is, of course, another podcast. It is the What We Said podcast. It's so funny. They often do like reader submission stories and they always read the craziest things. The last thing on my starting lineup is actually an anime that Alex and I have been watching together. We are midway through season three and the show is Hunter x Hunter. It's going to go down as one of my favorite animes for sure. It's so good. I love all the characters. The story is really captivating and for the most part, um, it's not really boring. I know there are some shows that kind of have those dull, dull moments and story arcs, but this mm -hmm. one, this one's pretty good for the most part. And I'm gonna be really sad when it's over. I already know that. But that was my starting lineup. What's yours? Well, Hunter X Hunter was also on mine <laughs> because, like you said, we've been watching it together. It is really good, and I'm glad we were able to watch it together even though you kind of cheated a bit and watched some episodes without me and I was like what the heck <laughs> but yeah it, it is really good and the character like you mentioned the characters are good and this is one show too where like one of the villains or antagonists like I think I like him as equally as I like the main guys he's so kind of like he's just so cool like when that guitar starts playing you know he's about to <laughs> Alicia can of whoop ass if you will. <laughs> he's so cool um second on my list is a video game so i actually played these games when i was younger it's metal gear solid um i played the first one and the third one and i didn't play the second or the fourth one but i watched videos of it i don't remember why i didn't but i remember i really enjoyed the third one so the fifth one came out in 2015 and i don't know how but i missed it <laughs> <laughs> and then with the PlayStation, the Days of Play sale that's going on right now, um, I went and looked on there and I saw it there and I was like, oh, I thought it was kind of like maybe a couple years. No, nope, 2015. And it was only four bucks. 
during that sale so i was like how could i not it's been a lot of fun i like games like that stealthy games it's a lot of fun um third on my list is kind of just going outside more going on walks and runs with the weather getting nicer here i've been taking advantage of that before i mentioned i was skipping rope when it was a bit colder outside but now that it's getting nicer i just like going out helps clear the mind it's just nice to get out some fresh air and I haven't gone in a run in a while before this and I thought I was going to be so like out of shape and like breathing heavy, but I have not. So I'm saying I am pretty proud that I not like panting like two minutes into it, which is nice. Uh, fourth on my list is another video game. Surprise, surprise. What's well, Assassin's Creed Origins? I just finished playing that, but I'm doing like all the side missions. I was a little skeptical of it when it first came out when I first got it because it was so different from the original games or that's what people were saying but the more i played it i was like it doesn't really feel that different to me i think it was an improvement on the front like a breath of fresh air in the franchise and there's so much stuff to do in there like it's you could literally play it for like hours and hours and i like those long games where you don't finish it in like 10 hours or whatever it may be i really like going back onto it so i've had a lot of fun with that and last of my starting lineup uh, a little probably not known thing about me is that I like rock slash emo music. <laughs> so my aunt got me into it when I was younger and I just always liked it. And I still do. I always kind of go back and forth between that and what I usually listen to, which is like rap and hip hop and R&B. But lately I've going, been back into it and I'm like, oh, yes, this is good. <laughs> it's like bringing me back to when I was younger, just listening to it all the time. And people were like, what the heck is wrong with you? <laughs> I remember you were embarrassed to tell me that you listened to um, that kind of music. You were like, don't look at this playlist. Yeah, well, because whenever I told people that I did, they always like gave me weird looks. And they're like, really? Like, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just sitting there like because I like it and I'm just like I wasn't like it, it was kind of like an embarrassing but not really it was just more so because people seem so surprised about it or there's a reaction of like ew why so that's why I was <laughs> trying to keep it hush hush but you know and I'm not ashamed of it it's good I like it but yeah that's my starting lineup so on that note it's time for us to get into this week's topic so Maddie where are we starting? So this week we are talking about kind of how to navigate a relationship or dating somebody with a mental illness. Um, as you know, if you listen to our first episode, which if you haven't, you probably should, I deal with severe anxiety and panic disorder. And I've dealt with that for probably, I think it's close to like eight years now. And everything we say in this episode is just our experience with everything and um, how we deal with it we're not experts we're not professionals so this is what works for us like maddie mentioned uh, we're not experts on it whatsoever but we thought it'd be a good idea to share kind of what worked for us and how we we're able to find a balance to work through it together and it goes without saying in anything really just because it works for one person doesn't mean it's automatically automatically going to work for everybody else um, that goes with anything at all sometimes it does but a lot of times it doesn't so obviously this is just kind of giving people an idea of how we were been able to work with it and for me personally I've never dated anybody or even in my family nobody has had to deal with anxiety or uh, panic attacks 
um my aunt I know she did a little bit but then it wasn't too bad like it wasn't very um to the point where she'd have constant panic attacks it was only certain times and I honestly don't even remember it that much just because she rarely had them like they'd honestly be like once or twice a year if that um but yeah with Maddie it, it was a constant thing so it was an adjustment for sure because I've never knew how to deal with it so the biggest thing was obviously communication and I know you can speak on that because that was the biggest thing when we first got together was kind of you educating me and how you deal with it and what you needed from me yeah so I'll just say like when we first got together or even before we really started dating I was like listen I was like I have this mental illness and I was like I know it can be a lot to handle like I know it's really hard for some people but I was like if that kind of scares you away I was like I won't be offended um but thank goodness you didn't run away no I did not <laughs> run away and it was obviously because I was very into you and still am of course <laughs> so it wasn't something that I was gonna be like oh no never mind I don't want to have to deal with this or it was a big deal because like I I do care and I wanted to help too and that was the biggest thing it was like it's an easy way out to be like, oh yeah, that's too much for me. Never mind. Let's just go be friends again or just ignore it completely. But I wanted to help as much as I could. Um, even if it was just like little things, like I knew I'd never truly understand it. And I still, there's still some days that I still don't, but it's, it's all a work in progress. Like as long as the effort's put in, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, and you've put in such a great effort because you always try to, I guess you try to understand like where I'm coming from or, you know, like you'll talk me down. I kind of have to explain, okay, this is what happens. It's not always a big thing. Like sometimes I will have a panic attack about like the stupidest things. And I know that I'm very well aware of that, but I can't help it. Um, and so I just was like, okay, like this is what happens. This is what I need when I'm going through that. Um, and sometimes it, it's different. Like sometimes I'll want, you know, maybe like you to give me a pep talk or sometimes I just want you to not say anything. Just let me like ramble and rant until I'm done crying or whatever. Sometimes I just need to to cuddle you or something. So it's, it depends on the situation. It's always a little different. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of hard too, because when it happens when we're not together, it's kind of hard to like, help over text because it's like well if I stay quiet she's gonna be like oh why aren't you saying anything but then if I she wants to just vent so it was kind of finding that balance of how we could figure it out and for that first year like it definitely was an adjustment um when they did happen because there'd be stretches of it where you would have none at all for a while and then there'll be stretches where it seems like every other day or every week there's one or two and eat like you said each one is different where it's like rooted in different things um the biggest thing that i've noticed when like helping is kind of just like you said letting the person just vent because the more you just and it really goes for anyone too even if they don't um suffer from panic attacks and anxiety is that you're kind of your own worst enemy where you get into your own head and then just letting things build up more not letting it off of your chest. Like, I'm pretty sure anybody can relate to that where you just take all this stuff in and you're just so angry and upset, but you're not talking to people. 
and I know that's kind of how I tried to tell you to talk more about it because I know at first you were kind of a little like shy and embarrassed of it but it was just more like don't be scared to tell me like what's going on and all of it too it's almost my personality too is that I don't like bothering people or I don't like telling people my problems because I feel like I'm going to bother them or they're just going to think I'm annoying and so I tend to kind of keep things to myself even the people that I'm really close to just because like I don't want them to feel bad for me or anything like that Um, but you've really helped me open up and shown me that it's okay to be vulnerable and to talk things out and I notice when we do talk things out um, you know I'm I basically calm myself down because you'll be like well why do you feel this way or like what do you think will happen and you know I say it out loud and I'm like oh well that doesn't make sense or that sounds kind of weird yeah it's like the those crazy scenarios that you put in your head of like oh this is going to be the outcome but then you say them out loud and you're like well that sounds weird it's kind of just like it's not bad to be thinking these things because it's it's completely normal that that happens but then you almost have to hear yourself say it for you to kind of for it to click to be like oh that wouldn't happen or oh this is kind of being out there with how I think it's going to go down and it's funny because there's times where you do that and I could see like in your face, you're like, well, that makes no sense. Yeah, you can see the gears turning. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, and the thing is too, is that I've noticed that a lot of times just being there in person is a lot easier because over text or even on the phone, it's very easy. Like the message just gets lost in translation. And I just feel like obviously you can't be there for somebody all the time unless it's your family or you're living together. We unfortunately are not yet, <laughs> but it's three more weeks, three more weeks. Yeah. And um, that will definitely help, too. But that was a big transition. because I felt like for the first bit, a lot of it happened at night when we weren't together and you would call me and just how that would go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like if you're not together, definitely like the least you can do, I feel like is call or FaceTime because you can actually hear the person's voice and you can kind of understand their tone. Whereas like on text, like you said, it gets lost in translation. So the way you type thing, one thing out and read it in your head might be completely different than how I read it in my head. And then, you know, sometimes it just ends up not good. Yeah, and there were some times that it didn't help when it was over text and then it just got bigger and bigger and it's bound to happen though like the biggest thing that especially that you explained was just having patience that like it's frustrating that what you're trying to say isn't getting across or just thinking like oh why are they thinking this or oh why like why can't they understand but it's like it takes a little bit longer for um, people to understand that or they need to kind of see it for themselves just like what they're thinking and what they're saying and just what they're so upset about and you can tell them over and over and over again like oh it's not and that's the worst thing too just be like oh why are you upset it's not worth it oh this is stupid and um yeah I think just patience was like I remember that was the first thing that's what you said it was like I just need patience and somebody to listen (laughs) yeah I patience really is the key in for both parties like for me I'm not just sitting around like panicking all the time like I'm really trying to like be patient with myself and I'm trying to figure out 
what really works for me and how to be the best I can be for Alex. And he's doing the same and figuring out um, how he can be there for me and be the best for me. And so um, it really goes both ways. And I've noticed too that a big thing that has helped too is when obviously when we're together or if we're not and we're talking on the phone, I'll be like, go do something. If we're together, I'll be like, let's go work out. Let's go for a walk. Let's play a video game. Let's like just something to kind of clear your mind and, you know, not be so upset. Just something to calm you down a bit more where it's like you're taking your mind off of what's going on and you're just getting lost in something else. And then revisiting it afterwards when you have like a more clear head and you're a little more calmed down because then instead of it just, you know, back and forth arguing or yelling or whatever it may be, it's more so a a conversation, which it it needs to be. It's just a conversation because you can't get too angry or upset at each other because that doesn't solve anything. Yeah, I like what you said about kind of revisiting it later and having a clear head. like. My mom always tells me, and you tell me, like, don't make decisions when you're in that state of mind. Whereas, like, don't make absolute decisions when you're panicking about something because, you know, you might regret it the next day, an hour later, you don't know. So you just, you have to, like, kind of calm down and be rational. And I hope people don't think that I'm literally just sit around and have panic attacks all day because I don't. No, but yeah, I do deal with it. <laughs> we're just talking about when you it does happen. Because yeah, like like I mentioned earlier, it can happen whenever. Like there's no timetable where it's like, oh, you're going to have two this month, but the next month you're going to have 10. Like there's no telling when it'll happen because the littlest thing can really just set it off. And then you just get in your own head and make it worse and worse. But yeah, the your mom, and it helps too that your mom has also deals with it. So it's like she's been able to help too because having somebody who understands what that person is going through helps. And that was huge for me too. It's like I would ask her like, okay, well, what can I do? Since I don't suffer from it, like what can I do? And then just hearing it from her, like off her past experiences too, helped a lot and like painted a, a clearer picture. Yeah, you guys have definitely been probably my like constants and my rocks every time something like this happens and so I think it was really good that like you know my mom really well and I think it's good that you guys have that relationship so I know I'm a handful to deal with sometimes so you can just talk to her about like pretty much anything and I know she's always like are you sure you want to marry her like she says it as a joke because like both my parents know I'm I was like not a good teenager I was such a handful (laughs) and so they just want to make sure that um you know, nothing bad happens to you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that I'm not like a few months afterwards been like, well, I changed my mind. <laughs> but no, yeah, it, it's been huge to have the support. And that's the biggest thing too, is like having support from, you know, not just one person, but multiple people that you can trust on um, to really hear you out and just listen. Because the more people that you have around you, I've noticed it just helps more because let's say there have been times where you come to me and then you're telling me what's wrong and then I will give you input or say something and then there'll be times where it's like because you're still upset that you're like well that won't work and that's I'm not going to do that or whatever but then your mom will say the same thing and then because you hear it again it's like okay 
then you start it's kind of like the repetition where it's like you need to hear it more than once sometimes if it gets really bad but i will say you are very good at calming yourself down like you have your moments where you're upset but then kind of bring it back down because that's the thing it's always super high up all the emotions are running wild and then there's that crash where it's gradually slowly coming down to when you're more um, at ease and more calm i like to think of myself as like a sparkler you know like the ones for canada day and stuff and when you first light it it's like crazy and so bright and blah, blah 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 and then like as it gets lower and lower like the light starts to dim and then eventually it burns out that's kind of how I like to think of myself and that's how I get my emotions out I'm like very all over the place really quickly um at once and then I kind of like pull myself together um but some things that have really helped me during times like when I am having a severe panic attack um I do take medication for it which has helped quite a bit um and then this is a little extreme and most people probably don't need this, but I do have an Ativan prescription as well. So that one, you just take it, put it under your tongue when you feel a panic attack coming or when you're like in the midst of one and it just like kind of calms you down. Um, I know some people really don't like medication and they say maybe it's like, oh, not for me. But for me, like it's, it's helped quite a bit. And something else that I've wanted to start is maybe going to like therapy or like a counselor or something just to talk to some like a third party. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because a lot of times it's and I know some people might be in the same boat where it's like they feel like they can't talk to their friends or family, whatever it may be. So then a lot of times you just need somebody who doesn't know anything and is just there to listen. So there's so many ways that people really can find ways to um, cope with it and you know live with it and that's the biggest thing that when we were starting to get together was that like it's just accepting that it's there you can't ignore it you can't just pretend that it's not going to happen or that every day is going to be good like there's going to be bad days and it's how you deal with those bad days together is kind of what really makes it stronger because yeah, there's always going to be good days, but it, the biggest thing is what do you do to have that strong connection and be there for the person when they need you most, pretty much at, when they're most vulnerable. It's something yeah. we know will always be kind of, it's part of our relationship. It's part of who I am and we're getting married. So that's just going to be part of everything. And we don't try to ignore it or push it under the rug. Like in a way, like we just embrace it and try to work through it together that's the biggest thing is finding somebody who is willing to work with you and be patient enough um I know it is really hard and I know some people like for some people they just won't be able to deal with dating somebody who has a mental illness like this unfortunately yeah and that obviously those people there are ones that are like that and a lot of times it's easy to kind of be like, oh, well, if this person won't, then nobody else will. But I'm sure there's so many people out there and like we're proof that it's manageable. Like it's not impossible to get through it together or that it's going to cause problems. And that's the thing too. It can be a misconception, I think, is that people just assume like, oh, you guys fight all the time if that's the case. And like, no, like it doesn't happen all the time and even then it doesn't 
turn into a fight, which I think people just because they know that the person that deals with it would their emotions get so riled up. And a lot of people, when one person gets riled up, they also get riled up, and it's just anarchy, if you will. <laughs> and that's not the case, though, because it's just keeping calm and being there, just being there is what that person needs, uh, especially no matter like what it is. Because there were so many times I remember where it'd be, I'd be going to bed and then he would call me <laughs> and, you know, it could have been easy been like, oh, I'm tired. Like, I don't want to deal with this right now. But that's that's all about being in a relationship. You have to be there for the person through the ups and downs. And uh, it's definitely rewarding and it helps i think it helps build a a relationship stronger when you're able to get through those tough moments and just you know realize that both of you will be there for each other no matter what yeah it's really key because it's you kind of mentioned it earlier but it's like kind of like when things are good they're good but like what happens when things get tough or when you're faced with a tough situation how do you deal with it as a couple or how do you deal with it as an individual and I think a lot of people more people than you we even realize are probably dealing with it and I think a lot of people are still maybe like ashamed to admit mm-hmm. that they have mental illness and it can this mental illness can be anything like it doesn't have to just be anxiety I know there's lots of different ones and um yeah well it's the thing just the conversation just talking about it with somebody that you trust or in any case if some people don't feel comfortable with that with a therapist like you mentioned um, it's just all about conversation and that's the thing with I know like with Bell Let's Talk that's the whole purpose of it but it's important to not just talk about it that day or just focus it on that one day it's something that if you know somebody who deals with it and you want to help it's 365 days a year that you need to talk to them about it and be there for them and I think I think sometimes that can kind of get lost in the shuffle because there's so much going on in people's lives and so many things and everybody deals with their own stuff but people that care for you will always be there for you no matter what and have that conversation and um, it might not be easy at first and trust me it wasn't easy for me to get used to it um, but you always find a way and it's just communication is the biggest thing. Cause it, it's so easy to just go the easy way out and just be like, I don't care. <laughs> I think it's important to remember too, that mental illness isn't, I think there's a stereotype around it and, you know, people might think, oh, if somebody's depressed, they're laying in their bed in the dark all day, every day. And maybe sometimes people do, but a lot of the time it's people, you know, people going to work, they have to drive their kids to school, they have to make dinner for their families. And a lot of the times, it's just people going through the motions. It's not always, it's not always so black and white. I think there's a large gray area Mm -hmm. between it that maybe people don't really understand or they overlook it. Yeah, because it's easy to just kind of assume that everything's okay. And that's why it's so important to just check up on people and, you know, are you doing okay? Like, is there anything that's on your chest or on your mind? Just so then it doesn't get to the point where it's so built up 
that they're just then are just angry at everything and it makes it harder because you know you need to really just realize that yeah everyone is going through something like that's not a question or that's pretty much how it was always going to be but it's important to know that just because everyone's going through something doesn't mean how you're feeling or what's going on with you isn't important or that people won't make time for you if you really need help and you you touched on it how you said at first you that's why you always bottle things up is because you didn't want to worry other people and it's easy to to think that because like you don't want to make people more worried or think you're throwing stuff on their plate but it's more just helping and being there it seems like you're throwing it on their plate but at the end of the day that's not how it is it's just more so asking for help asking just for somebody to listen to you yeah and the things we're saying um it's not it doesn't just go for relationships it can go for friendships too uh family relationships like it can really go anywhere not just romantic relationships i'll just put that out there (laughs) yeah it relates to anything and anyone and as we mentioned at the beginning we are not experts this is just what we've seen that has worked for us for some people might be something completely different and that's okay you just need to work at it and figure out what works whether it's doing an activity just sitting down and talking letting them cry it out or whatever it may be or I know with you sometimes you like your treats those (laughs) to cheer you up too diet coke and chocolate are a winning combination it sounds like a kind of gross combination, but I, I know what oh, you mean. <laughs> if that's only because you don't like Diet Coke. Yeah, I, I I can never. I know you always are like, here, have a sip. And I think I did once and I was, I just, no, no. <laughs> and even just drinking Diet Coke with chocolate, I was thinking about, and I'm like, that doesn't sound like it'd be very good. It's great. <laughs> well, to each um, to their own, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say, I think one of the reasons too why I'm so comfortable talking to Alex now is because we've always been really open with each other like even before we were dating like you kind of knew about um everything and my anxiety um you just didn't really know like the full extent of it but we've always been really open with each other we've always shared like deep things and so being comfortable enough is really important too and like we've said like three times now if you're not comfortable talking to like a family member or anything there's lots of anonymous um, phone numbers and like hotlines you can call and you can talk to a professional on the other end and it's completely anonymous and they're like not biased or anything if you need somebody to talk to yeah you said how in school I knew about it and it is kind of interesting looking back because I didn't know the extent of it because you kind of mentioned it but I didn't know to what point it was because again I didn't have anyone in my family didn't date anyone and even my friends none of them really showed anything and I would ask just in general because that's the thing too doesn't I guess this advice can go for anything because you don't have to have a mental illness to need someone to ask if you're doing okay. Like that's just a general consensus that just asking if someone is doing okay, if they have it or not, 
just checking up on people and it's just kind of being kind being nice because <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna help by being mean or just throwing it away to the side and, and ignoring it and it, it did take time but i'd say that we've done a, a good job of finding that balance of what worked for us and how the best practices to deal with it and uh, i say that it's pretty good because you don't get them as often as you did when we first got together yeah i'd say when we first got together um it was like a very stressful and transitional time because we had just graduated college and you know the stress of trying to find my first real job and all that was and the pressure was really hard and and then I just went through a really hard time. Um, and so I feel like we kind of got thrown right into everything, like right from the beginning, like um, we kind of were dealing with like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and with you, like starting your, your new job, like your first job and you're still there and trying to make a good impression. And really, we're ju- we were just trying to figure out our place in the world, I'd say. We were just little babies trying to figure out <laughs> how the world works and being an adult. And it's funny because you mentioned it the other day. I was like, I still feel like I'm 12. <laughs> <laughs> this time has gone by so fast. Uh, but yeah, it's like that first year, it was just everything thrown onto us where it's like, okay, you graduate and I get a job. Oh, what are you going to do for a living? Oh, what are you going to do for this, this and this? Where do you see yourself in five years? So it's it was a lot and especially with you because how much you dealt with it and the anxiety it's that it was easy for it to just pile up because it's you just feel so anxious of like holy crap I need to figure out what I'm doing with my life (laughs) but everybody goes at their own pace there's no timeline for when you're supposed to do certain things it's it's the game of life if you want to call it I say if we got through everything that we have then we can get through anything, honestly. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Just because it was it was tough, but we were able to get through it, made us stronger, made our relationship stronger. And look at us now. Having a podcast and getting married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how far we've come in just three years. Um, but I was thinking because, you know, we as people are always evolving. So maybe like what works now maybe we'll find something that works even better down the road like different coping mechanisms like we're always changing and so there's always different ways to work on things or different ways to improve yeah for sure and that's a good point because I do remember for the first little bit we would watch like a show or a movie and it would kind of get your mind off of it but then your mind would wander away from what we were watching and then it was back to square one so it is very trial and error where there's going to be some stuff that you find that works for maybe a few months, a few years, and then it slowly doesn't. It's just bound to happen. Um, and we've just, even now, we're still trying to find new ways to to see what works just in case if these things don't work. And even just so if you're not like, oh, I'm bored of doing this every time I get upset, <laughs> just to to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely not, I'd say it's not linear. Like if you were to look at it on a graph, it would be like, there's going to be so many ups and, you know, maybe some really steep drops and then steep ups. It's crazy. And it's not always, 
it's not always simple I'd say like some people think oh well like if you just take medication like it's fine I wouldn't say medication it doesn't cure anything it helps you cope well helps me cope anyways um so it's always kind of up and down yeah just managing it is the because that's all we can do just manage it to a level where it's not super bad I remember I did see a video where somebody compared it where it was like I can't remember what animal it was but basically it was like if this animal wasn't fed if you had it like in your brain it's like a little monkey let's say but the monkey didn't have any bananas for three days and the monkey was getting irritated it would go all crazy and jump up and down and start throwing things around and then it's like but then when you acknowledge it and give it care and attention and do what you need to do it gets calm and then it's happy and it's I thought it was a cute video kind of explaining because it's kind of hard to explain to some people that they don't get it so I thought it was kind of cute how they were using that analogy to be like this is how it is like <laughs> to, that is to paint, yeah to paint a clear picture because it, it is complex that's the thing it's not simple it is very complex but um, once you understand it and educate yourself more about it from being that person that is trying to help the person that's what I've noticed is helps best and for me too like I'm always trying to learn more about you know why am I feeling the way I'm feeling or why do I react to things the way I react and you know just constantly learning I guess for both people like for you like different ways how you can help me or like exercises you can do with me things like that um it's just always you have to constantly be putting in the effort yeah for sure and it, it goes both ways and as we mentioned and we'll say it again we're not experts we just thought it'd be nice to share our story just in case if there are listeners out there that deal with it and they are afraid and they don't know what to do or if they're with somebody and the person doesn't understand it's all just sharing what we've experienced to help you get a better idea or if you take anything from it like that's awesome if you don't at least it gets you thinking about what you can find that works for you and that's really the goal of our podcast as a whole like we're just two people sharing our stories and our experiences. And I think it's important to be vulnerable and, you know, show people not just a highlight reel, because you know how on Instagram and stuff, everybody's like the highlight reel. And so I really want to put real things out into the world. And I want people to understand that it's okay to not be perfect. Yeah, for sure. And that you'll see that with our podcast you probably notice, oh, there's no common theme. Well, that's why. We're just sparking conversation, whether it's dating horror stories <laughs> or something like this. Like, we're going to cover so much stuff where literally all we want is to educate, entertain if we can, <laughs> and just get people thinking and talking about what we're covering. You know, just the power of conversation. That's what it's all about. Exactly. I like podcasts like that the ones that are more like conversation based it's the kind where it's like oh I could just be talking to my friends those are the kind that I really like to listen to yeah they, they make it easier and relatable too because it's not all 
the ones that are all glitz and glamour <laughs> at least so hopefully you're able to get something out of this and uh if not well it's Sorry. an education <laughs> <laughs> we tried our best That's <laughs> yeah i feel like i don't know i hope it made sense i hope somebody got something out of it and that it wasn't too all over the place we're just you know having a conversation yeah well it's kind of hard when it's a, a deeper topic if you will um to not go all over the place because you're trying to piece things together so if it did sound like it was all over the place that's why because there's just so much stuff we experience with it that kind of reflecting back on it and also just trying to do the best that we can to explain how it went down and how to um, build on it and fix on it and maybe eventually we can do maybe like a second part to this episode or like an update if people want it um down the line we could do that for sure yeah any episode really if people want more we can always look back on it later on but for the time being, we do have more lined up in store. As Maddie mentioned, we are three weeks away from getting married. Wedding bells are in the air. But wait a minute. How are you going to get married when there's COVID going around? Well, well, we'll explain that on an episode after we get married. And before then, we'll have some new episodes talking about some new topics. Check out our starting lineup if you want. We'll obviously have new ones each week, too. It's going to be fun. Like I mentioned, it felt like we filmed our first episode yesterday and it's our fourth one already. doesn't seem like a lot, but I feel like this will definitely go by fast and we'll, we'll enjoy throwing these up for you guys to listen. And as always, thank you so much for the support. We really appreciate it. We just love recording and editing and just throwing these out there. It's a lot of fun. And we just like interacting and just putting our podcast out there for the world to listen to even if it is only two or three people we don't know <laughs> but still it is a lot of fun and we do appreciate people taking the time out of there to listening even if it is just for a couple minutes it does mean a lot and we are very appreciative of that yes definitely um if you i don't know where you're listening let us know how you listen to our podcast we recently um got published on apple Podcasts, so you can subscribe to us on there follow us on spotify breaker google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts and on that note that's where we're ending <laughs>